Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It was like you are married with someone, but you fall in love crazy with someone else. And it's not a choice. I mean, it's something that you cannot resist. It's kind of nature. It could only be an Italian who makes it sound so beautiful. Luca Locatelli was bored with his day-to-day web design business, and then he met a feisty mistress called Photography. I'm Matt Bowen. This is Phototypes. It's Matt freaking Bowen. In this episode of Phototypes, you'll hear Luca Locatelli talk about being flat broke after he left the web design business he'd built up, but you'll also hear how happy he was at that point. Now he files photo stories for National Geographic and the New York Times magazine, amongst others. And Luca joins us from his studio in Milan with his work colleagues. Luca, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. I ask everybody to start this podcast and to look around themselves and tell us where they are right now. Oh, I'm actually in my in my studio, uh, which is uh, in in um, in a nice neighborhood of Milan, with uh, all my co-workers, and I hope they will not make mess around myself. <laughs> it's a 200 meter square studio with lights, uh, kind of you know, kind of a creative mood. Um, and uh, yeah, it's nice. There's a, a very beautiful light. Excellent. That's what I love most. Yeah. How would you describe yourself as a photographer, Luca? I would say that actually uh, on my myself, I describe myself more as a storyteller, more than a photographer probably. And uh, I'm, I'm using photography because I love photography. Uh, as I'm, I'm, I'm also using uh, filmmaking um, to try to describe untold stories that I, I found or uh, they pitch me. And, uh, uh, and that's mostly what, what, I, what I do. Okay, what sort of stories interest you? I love to observe the interaction between uh, people and technology and the consequences on the environment. This is what really I feel, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when, uh, when I'm doing photography, I really feel like much um, more deep involved in, in something around me on that kind of space than maybe making a portrait or uh, doing a, an assignment of, of another, another kind. So um, I, I love technology and people together. And, uh, I, and, and this is why, because you can apply this on science. So I've been around to CERN, for example, which is one of the most advanced technology park in the world, 
or I'm digging on counter-terror because there's a lot of technology around the business of war. And then I'm doing a, a huge project about energy production uh, in the world, renewable against uh, uh, CO2. <laughs> so, and, uh, and, and in all these kind of aspects, there's a lot of technology, people interact with technology to change something, to transform the environment. So let's delve a little bit further into your background first of all, and then we'll come back to your current projects. What is okay. your background? When did you first pick up a camera? Oh, I was uh, too old because um, it was just like less than 10 years ago. And I was, I was like running a, a small company uh, in the sector of web communication when uh, I was so uh, fed up with the business and with, with everything, I was not expressing myself. And then I, I, I just bought a camera and I just left for a, a travel in the Amazon. And, uh, and yeah, there was the destiny. It was photography that uh, came to me that time because it was more like um, I was in a boat in the middle of nowhere with a lot of photographer on assignment and uh, photo editors and I discovered this work and I felt like, oh my God, it's, it's kind of uh, unbelievable that someone is telling story with a camera and so free. And, uh, and, and from that moment, you know, there was nothing rational, but it was like you are married with someone, but you fall in love crazy with someone else. And it's not a choice. I mean, it's something that you cannot resist. It's kind of nature. And then I left my job two years after, and I've started to invest all the money I did with a, with a web company on traveling around and trying to find the way to tell stories. And... Uh, and that's the way I start, actually. When you bought that first camera, was it a good camera or was it a, a, quite a basic one? Uh, it was it was a, a Nikon F80 withdrawals. And I remember on eBay and the guy came to me, uh, just met somewhere to give me the camera and show me the portfolio. She was taking photo of his girlfriend. And I was amazed of the quality of his photo. And uh, that's the first uh, approach I had with that camera. With, but actually, the camera was not so good. It was just like average, you know. The first camera you, you just buy and you have a budget of maybe a couple of hundred bucks. So when you came back from your trip to the Amazon and you decided that you wanted to be a photographer, was it scary to quit your job? Uh, more than scary was like... Yeah, as I told you, it was like nothing rational. My family, I, I was 30, 34. So um, I had some employees. So just like my family think that I love to use drugs, you know, kind of <laughs> that kind of situation. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was scary. But at the same time, you know, when you are so in love, you don't feel anything. You're just gone. And the only thing actually what happened in my life in, in, a, in a very short time, it's that I didn't have any money. So before I was driving an ice car 
and uh, I had the money to pay a, a nice dinner to my girlfriend or stuff like that. And then everything changed. And uh, when I would go to the ATM, it was just like a kind of fuck off, you know, and there's no money here. And, uh, and that was scary, to be honest. That moment was kind of, my God, you are too old for these kind of things. Yeah, but then there was some turning point and some money started to come. I reduced the entire uh, design of my life and, uh, and I, keep go- I just kept going. Yeah. Were you, um, were you happy, though, at that point when, when you were being a photographer, when you had no money, but were you still happy mentally? That's, for me, actually, probably the, the best moments of my career that I will remember forever because I was not on assignment. I didn't have any responsibility. I was totally free with my camera, with good friends that I met in China, in Africa, or whatever you, you want to go. And we, without plan of bringing home any photos, and uh, it's a kind of freedom that is not easy to, to have, you know? And uh, so there's nothing better there was nothing better compared to my job in the office and and uh, and all the crap, you know, of running a business. And actually, I'm coming back, you know, because after you get jobs, you become more professional, you become more responsible, you have to write projects, and you are staying more in the office. But that time, I was completely free and happy. Yeah, you say is it is it getting more like that now then that you are becoming more office based than, <laughs> than field based? Yeah, I mean that's like a, a version two point zero or three point zero of myself, but uh, with photography on board. So I really care about the projects I'm doing now. So I really feel so impassioned that I I don't care to stay in front of the computer or in Google for twenty hours to dig on something. Uh, so maybe that's the difference. But I'm doing a lot of office work as well. So you say there was a, a turning point um, that came to you when you had no money, you started to get more work. Well, was there a particular <laughs> assignment or, or a job that you got given? It was like a, a couple of friends having like a, a design studio here in Milan. And they said, hey, since you, you don't have internet at home, uh, because there was no money to pay internet, just come here. And then when I was there, the, I mean, the, the director of that studio proposed me like a, a fashion uh, shooting, and uh, which sh- she wants something more, you know, uh, which is fashionable, kind of uh, fashion, but reportage, you know. And so uh, I did that, and that was like... Um, a nice, uh, an, a nice breath of oxygen for myself and to go on on my, on my path actually, in photography, and uh, and then uh, and then I was able to go inside a couple of situations in China, where people just want to publish, and so somehow the business start to go, and but it was very small, but enough for the, the, the lifestyle I had that time. And now how does your business work? How do you get work? Yeah, now everything, thanks God, changed so much. And uh, there was like um, two, three turning 
point big, uh, especially to be honest, I, f- I feel like uh, a, a really important uh, role in my career is uh, from international magazine, international media, that they really understand uh, my my stories and they I pitched some stories that they became very successful on the New York Times magazine, for example, with Kathy Ryan, which I love to work with her. And and from that moment, you know, the media attention uh, changed. And uh, and I start to work with with um, everyone, and then the National Geographic. Uh, I sign a contract with the National Geographic, and then one of the best agencies. So, in in the last three years, actually, everything changed so fast. So, I really cannot complain because um, it's not honest, actually, if I complain, because I'm I'm working and. Uh, there's a lot of uh, amazing people I can talk with and uh, I can pitch stories and I can... It's, it's just up to me now if I can do something really big in my life in photography um, because uh, they are giving me the right space to do that. So it depends on my idea, on my... I, I, I mostly love to pitch stories more than receive assignments so and they know that so we are continuously working on new ideas uh, with journalists and and uh, to find untold stories around and uh, so I, i'm i'm totally happy it's uh, it's a great moment for me yeah <laughs> where do you get the inspiration from your stories from now that's a good, good very good question and um to be honest, um, there's no like uh, one source that really I follow so much, and and it, it makes like uh, the difference on on finding stories. It's just more uh, probably about the curiosity I have for something, and uh, and sometimes it's it's incredible how stories are coming even from Facebook, you know, and uh, maybe it's just like comma something. And that's something you're going to put on Google and you will find an, uh, a page. And then that page, there's another link. And then it's rolling around uh, you and, uh, and and you get something and you feel like, wow, this is great. Uh, and, and you don't know if it's really great or you are just like stoned by, by yourself, you know. And you have to talk with someone. And if someone sometimes just are like, no, you know. This is too much. Sometimes just like, wow, this is great. Let's do it. So there's no like one way, but it's more uh, keeping the antenna always up uh, from, and we we are living in a world where we have so uh, great source information from everywhere, from social networking and and uh, publication, books, uh, TEDx, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's not even easy to, to filter. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine doing this sort of thing 20 years ago would be a whole different... Um... Completely, completely, yeah. Okay, did you get any formal training in photography? Not really. Uh, at the very beginning, 
I thought that was matter of lenses, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, then I, I really find out that the work of other photographer was the best training that I can have. So I became a collector's. I love to buy books and I love to study the work of other photographers. I did also some workshop, but the main source was studying the work of other photographers. There's amazing books, uh, amazing exhibition, and uh, and now uh, interviews and, 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 and all these kind of things. So that was my formation, actually. Do you still feel that you're learning your skill now? I think, uh, I think I, I'm a real beginner. Every time I feel in love with someone, with, with some photographers, the way they approach, and I feel like I will never reach that level. So it's a, it's a kind of continuously inspiration to see, to see how photography is changing. I, I, I actually feel in love also on my Instagram account, going around and see the talent of people around the world they, they, they even don't know they have. So I continuously save photos on my desktop. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm a beginner, actually. I'm just like at the beginning of, of my process. So actually, because I'm a young photographer, uh, it's, it's eight years. And uh, I, I think I have still to find uh, something. So yeah. <laughs> Do you get nervous though when you go on assignments and there might be more established photographers there as well? Do you do you get any nerves at all? Um, when I was more at the beginning, it happened that I was somewhere, and then there was like a kind of photographer without a tele lens, and you find out that that guy is the is the the one represented by or whatever. And that was a kind of nervous that time. And uh, I was right, because he was doing better photo than me. <laughs> uh, now, it's really not happening so much to be in the same place. Because when you work uh, with big media, you have, especially, you have always like a special access or exclusive access. So it didn't happen to me uh, anymore to be in the, in the same places. Even because I don't, I don't cover news uh, or or stories where um, there are so many photographers around. So um, I I don't know actually if I would be scared again. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
You photographed inside CERN, as you mentioned before. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, that was really great uh, in terms of uh, how you find stories, you know, because I was just like at home and one of my friends that he loved so much to, to change girlfriends and he had like a new girlfriend, which is like a scientist of CERN. And he said, you know, she just broke me inside the tunnel. They are going to close for uh, another uh, three, four years, the tunnels. They are doing maintenance right now and show me on the iPhone that story. And I was like, uh, okay, listen to me, Andrea. Now you have to give me right away the number of, of your girlfriend. I'm not, go- I'm not gonna ask her anything about you and her, or, <laughs> you know, just like I need to go there. And, uh, and, and that's the way it, uh, it happened. She was just like surprised saying like, are you sure? I don't think it's so much interesting say yeah it is so i've been there and i i got like uh, the first letter from a media in italy for having at least a piece of a piece of paper to go in and it was incredible situation to photograph so uh, yeah that's the way it happened <laughs> did you understand any of what's going on in there I understand there's a, a wonderful community of nerds, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I love so much. I feed myself there because there's so many passion in what they are doing, but you will never understand because there's the huge experiment they are doing that everyone knows about the main rules of the universe. But there's so many other small experiments that no one knows to reproduce the clouds or the effect of the thunderstorm on the flowers, you know, and uh, and they are all using this huge machine, uh, the the accelerator, to to get some point. And uh, so you are surrounded by people that are there just for studying, and it's unbelievable that you have any kind of religion or faces colors and everything and in and it's everything about science and did that make you feel like a very small insignificant speck in the universe uh i to be honest what i tried to photograph um it was exactly the opposite i just discovered that uh, we are all uh, artisans of the universe you know so it's it's even then they are building machine from zero with uh, uh, inventing system to accelerate part particle uh, at that speed but there's no rules to follow so they are working as workers does so just like uh, artisans so i felt like at the end of the day there's nothing coming from the from the u from the universe uh, in that place it's just us trying to understand uh, ourselves to building incredible machine and scanner and whatever with our hands and our brain to so it makes me feel like closer to the universe you know <laughs> okay yeah i understand <laughs> yeah and some of the other energy projects that you've done, um, I've seen some of your images of the um, in Germany where they've turned yeah. parts into a theme park now. 
German, they have, uh, you know, people in Europe said this German, they are not sense of humor. For me, it's not true. They have their own way to produce ridiculous things and, 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 and they have the, their own sense of humor. That is an example. I mean, when you, when you can transform a, a former nuclear power plant in a ride, uh, I, I believe like only Germans can do that, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, I discovered that story myself because I was trying to, to give to the story um, a kind of science fiction cut, you know, kind of Kubrick movie. And I need that image, which is not uh, so obvious. And uh, I, I felt like in Germany, I can find that kind of things. And, uh, and, I, and it was not the only one, actually. I chose that one, but there was like a former coal mine transformed in a huge rave party, you know. And uh, so Germans, they like to do that. And, uh, and that's the way I, I, I found work. People, just talking with people in in Berlin, and uh, and they tell me like they told me about that, yeah. Okay, and you've got an ongoing project. I think it's still ongoing. The United Colors of War. What's that one about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The United Colors of War is a kind of really difficult project for the access. I mean, I got. Uh, another three, four unbelievable story to tell, but there's no way to, to go in. So that's the big deal with that project. And uh, I hope to one day to, to have the opportunity to have another two, three stories uh, done and finish the project. Now uh, I'm waiting because the aftermath grant I won is publishing uh, the book with the four stories I've done. And after that, I'm, I'm, I'm proceeding with another story. One of the projects that you have done already, the stories that you've done already, is the training of photographers in war zones. Um, yeah. yeah. And did you just photograph that or did you take part in some of the training aspects of that as well? <laughs> uh, actually, I... I um, when I called first uh, Jason, which is the, 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 the one who invented this training, I told I want to photograph uh, the photographer. I'm not interested in doing the training, you know. And he said, you just come here. Uh, but, you know, you will have to do some training as well because it's extremely interesting and, uh, and that's the way you have to approach with, with the other students, no? I've tried my best to be clear. I don't really care about being trained on, on a war, war photography camp. But then I have to do something. So it was like I was in the middle between being a trainer and being a student. And, uh, and, and, and especially uh, able to, to, to make photographs of the situation. So it was pretty tough actually. But uh, at the end, uh, the students un they un understood my position and they were agree on telling the story, so Jason was right. I mean, bit by bit, I got what, what I need from them and from the instructors as well, so, yeah. <laughs> what was that training like? Was it quite harsh? 
it was unbelievable. I mean, the Jason. Um, there's a story behind the story because Jason is a, a skilled uh, war photographer that got uh, a huge post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, he was trying to kill himself a couple of times. And, uh, and so he invented this, this workshop to try to help himself to put out what he, he had in mind and even to filter photographers on, 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 a, on a war environment to pre- not only to prepare, to say, hey, are you sure you want to do this? And he make it like so kind of real, you know. They use uh, blood from animals and, and the tummy from, from the pig becomes the tummy of someone, actors, and, uh, and there's a real soldier which is hidden identity, uh, but is really the tough guy going to Afghanistan to kill Taliban, you know? And, uh, and he was there, he was the boss of the training. So, so it was like a paradox because in one point the, 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 the reality was, the game and the reality was kind of in a real uh, thin yellow line. And, uh, and that the way you can see the reaction of people, of the students, someone that looks tough, and looks like the guy you want to go to war, just got crazy, scream and, and fight with another one. And it, it was just like a kind of uh, weird situation to me. And uh, so they, they, push, they pushed a lot the, 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 the situation to get uh, a real simulation. And, uh, and at the end of the day, four of five of the students, they decide it's not for me. That's very interesting for, for me. I mean, <laughs> what about, that's the story. That's the story. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Any desire to be a war photographer? To be honest, you know, I've never been in a, in a war, and that was a real simulation. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's such a great... I mean, take photo in a kind of war zone for a photographer. There's so, so many visual, uh, incredible situation in front of you. And if you, you have cold blood, you can compose and whatever. And if, especially if you don't ask yourself why I'm doing this, you know. But I feel more distant from that because... I feel like we don't need so much these kind of pictures anymore. What inspires your work now, Luca? Probably more uh, in in photography. Uh, I I'm inspired by people that they they have a huge concept behind the photograph they do, and uh, and that's for me the the lighthouse I'm trying to to follow. And I'm really understanding that it's such a in- difficult trip, you know, because, uh, I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really incredible the, the work of some of, of those photographers. And uh, so I love the concept behind the photographs. And especially I love when the concept is, is getting closer to documentary photography. 
and because I'm a documentary photographer, so that's the. But but I I inspire myself with, with with fine art photographer because sometimes you know we are just like taking the reality, and someone else is just doing doing fiction or something else. But at the same time, they are talking about the same situation uh, with a different approach. And when the concept is is deep and is big, you just feel it, and that's amazing. Where do you think your love for storytelling came from? That's, uh, to be honest, I don't know, but um, I'm the kind of, I mean, I, I know that um, because other people tell me that I'm the kind of guy, uh, since I was a kid, going to, you know, uh, to play with other kids and, and like to tell story. <laughs> I don't know, if there's a dinner, it's... Everyone just sitting, and I'm the one. Hey, you know, yesterday I saw something. Probably something about sharing. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm trying to understand myself, and it's so complicated. Actually, maybe it's, photography is just around that, you know, uh, understand more yourself. But yeah, I'm trying to to understand myself and understand that I love to share stories. Yeah. So probably it's that. Who, who's been the biggest influence on your photography career? It was like divided in, in two periods, but probably photo editors are, are they, they did a great job with me. The, the first photo editor, which was in the Amazon with me, uh, which is an Italian photo editor, was the one uh, that was curious about my passion and just gave me the first opportunity. And then Kathy Ryan arrived from the New York Times magazine, and, and she is the one really. I felt I I am inspired by people like 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 her, and now I I'm inspired a lot from National Geographic, for example, because the way they have to produce stories is completely different. I mean, it's my first experience, but changed me completely because. It's not only about taking photos, but it's about writing a project, being an expert, um, knows exactly what, what you are going to photograph, and, uh, and they pay you for doing that, you know. And, uh, and that's amazing. I mean, you feel like um, the concept can only grow. So for something like National Geographical, do you write the words for the article as well as take the pictures? No, 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 no. There's a journalist writing the, the words, and but in the case of National Geographic is different than other cases because um, it's a photography world. So <laughs> yeah, somehow we are more important. That's uh, you know that's cool for a photographer. <laughs> what excites you? What makes you get out of bed every day? Probably, um, probably to try to catch something that I feel I didn't, I haven't catch yet. To do something which is really uh, something that I, I will remember forever. And maybe my son will remember forever. Something like that. Yeah. But to be honest, it's not so precise. What's inside of myself to wake up seven in the morning thinking about photography and uh, and go to bed and talk about photography with my wife, which is boring. I don't know what, what happened to me, you know. It is just like that. 
was good. It was meant to be, clearly. What scares you then? Only if, if I fired myself. That's, that's really something I... Sometimes I think about it. Yes, sir. Because I just love to be like... Um, just like to be a good father and... Uh, so... Uh, I, I hope nothing will happen to me. For, that's the only scary have. Nothing else. Right. Good. Well, we hope nothing happens to you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's your favorite swear word, Luca? Recently, because I, my wife hates so much, is fuck, which is an English word, actually. Maybe because I'm, I'm watching too much films and now it was good. It was good. fuck is the, I don't know, every ten words as fuck, okay. you know, in a Hollywood production. But yeah, I think somehow is the way to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To say something, you know, and uh, it's the one I use more because we speak English at home. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> is your wife English? No, he's, she's from Indonesia. Okay. But uh, she was studying uh, in the US, so she speak uh, she speak English, and that's the way we communicate. <laughs> right. If you could be anything else for a day, what would you be, Luca? Maybe another photographer. I would love to be like uh, Jeff Wall or Ryan McGillie or, you know, Massimo Vitali for one day. That, that's a big desire. To see the, the way they see things. Okay. And, uh, which is completely okay. different probably from the way I do. But it is just like... Uh, it is just like... Uh, amazing for me to... To have that opportunity would be would be amazing, yeah. Yeah, that's a really good answer, and not one that we've had before. To be a <laughs> photographer and to to see through someone else's eyes. Yeah, you know, I just re realized now that would be the, yeah the coolest. I I'm not so interesting of being like you know a rock star. It's boring. Are you photographing now the things that you want to photograph, or are there still things that you want to photograph? I'm getting uh, as closer as possible, but it's it's a it's a huge process to reach, and I'm working so much to understand what I really like. I really think that the people, technology, environment are the keywords of what I really care. Yeah. Is there anyone living or dead that you would love to photograph? Let me think. Uh, yeah, bunch of probably. If I have to think about someone to share, not only to photograph, it's probably Bob Dylan. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. And, uh, we'll see. Which for me is one of the most influential okay. so, uh, person uh, for, my, for myself and in the planet. Maybe um, uh, someone that already dead, I would love to have a conversation and take photos of Hoffman. The one that invented um, LSD, actually. Yeah. <laughs> See what sorts of experiments he got up to. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe together, that would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would produce some good photographs. Yeah. <laughs> right. What would your advice be to another photographer listening to this who wants to, uh, to better their photography or they might just be getting into photography? What would you say to them to encourage to, them to study a lot 
other work, other photographers work. For me, that that's probably one of the 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 hidden secret of photographers to know what's around you, uh, because when you are in front of a situation, then everything will come back in your brain, and you will process all that information in your own way, and that's amazing. But if you don't have that base, you know, it's just like uh, being an architect, an architect or an engineer. You cannot have. You cannot skip that. And I think so many photographers, they don't consider this as an important point. Excellent advice. Well, thank you very much for that advice. Um, you told me that you love podcasts, and um, I'd like to know who you would like to hear from on this podcast. So give us some names of people that I should be contacting that, to interview. Oh, there's so many. You mean like great photographers I love to, to hear? Yeah, some uh, photographers that you'd like to hear from. Uh, for sure, Ryan McGinley and uh, Edward Burtinsky. We'll start with yeah. those two, first of all. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll get them That's com completely different on the way they, they think about photography. But if you do that, I would be listening. Excellent. Right, I'll let you know if we get them on. Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Luca, thank you very much. Before we go, tell people where they can find you on the internet and on Instagram and all sorts of social media and that sort of thing. Yeah, on my website, with, which is like uh, simply lucalocatelli.com and uh, then you, you will get uh, the Instagram account. I'm trying to be as active, as, as more active as possible. And, uh, and then the Facebook and uh, all the other things, yeah. Thank you very much, Luca. It's been a pleasure Th chatting to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much to Luca for taking the time to speak to Phototypes this week. If you're enjoying Phototypes, do please say hello on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, all at PhototypesPod. We know we have listeners all over the world, so tell us where you are listening right now. You can find me, Matt Bowen, at theretreat.co on Instagram. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.